everybody, it's Joe and Viva for Rome is Home. Welcome back. We're really glad that you decided to come back and listen to us for a second show, and this time we have the good Mike. So, you sure about that? Yeah, we are. It was by mistake. We plugged it in, but I didn't select it in the the program, so it was just a horrible sound, so I'm sorry about that, but now it's good, and from now on, it's going to be good, so thank but, you for coming back to us and trusting us. I just hope what we say is actually interesting, right? I mean, that is true, <laughs> too. Good mic or bad mic, right? we got to have something to say, right? Well, so. yeah, but good mic helps, <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> so I guess we're just going to start with uh, how it's been going in our life, so I will try to keep my eyes open during this podcast because I am so tired. We talked about a bit of uh, Monica's sleep. So Monica is a four-month-old, um, five tomorrow, five months old tomorrow. Last podcast, and yeah, it hasn't been better. It's been worse, actually, and I'm... It's, well, yes and no. Yes and I no. Mean, There's some hope sometimes, but sometimes it's just like, it's not working. I'm tired. What are we going to do? Yeah, I'm. I'm not as concerned. I don't know why. Like, I feel like... I don't know. Like there's so there's kids are so random. Their sleeping patterns are so random. Yeah, she started off good and it is a little bit of a weird cycle where yeah, she's basically we put her down for the night and she's like, "I'm not tired. I'm just going to start screaming and fussing and but I I feel like it's just a phase, you know? Like so I understand like I get you. Yeah, I I agree with you, but the reason why I'm concerned is because well, first of all, I'm so tired. I just want to sleep. Sleep is like my number one thing. Like I can get through life with grumpy babies, with mess, with whatever. I just need sleep. Mm. So if I don't have sleep, I can't function properly. So that's number one. And number two, Christmas is coming. We're going to go visit family. We're going to stay over at my parents in the Montreal area. It's going to be a long trip. We're going to be away from home. Like I don't want her to be crazy away from home too. It's going to be too yeah, much. That's true. And then the my, my third concern is just, I don't understand her. I don't know what's going on. She is so good during the day. Right now she's having her afternoon nap. I put her down. She was still awake. She fell asleep on her own. Same thing in this morning. I just don't know why she goes crazy at night. So mm-hmm. that's the big mystery and I hate not knowing. That is your thing. Yeah, I, I just feel like I'm just walking through, you know, fog. Like I don't know I, do, I just don't know. And that drives me crazy because I wish I knew and I wish I had a plan of action. I'm just... Isn't that like the, the isn't that like the whole spiritual life anyways? It's kind of walking through darkness. So, I mean, come on. <laughs> I know. And I, I really struggle easier, with that. Easier said than done, right? That is always kind of like the, the, the wisdom of the saints and, you know, St. John the Cross, you know, the faith is sort of this dark journey, you know, it's complete darkness. You have no idea where you're going. Always have to trust the Lord. But, of course, I mean... Well, because it, it's, there's just different decisions that I, I can't yeah. take. I can take the cry it out route, which people swear by. And I, we did it with Teresa because that was the only thing that would have worked with her at nine months. One night, two nights, and then that was it. She's a beautiful sleeper. But I, it just doesn't feel right with Monica at this yeah. point. And yeah. I... Do I follow my instincts? But then my instincts could be wrong because I'm too soft. Like I just, I just don't know. So you guys, y'all, pray, pray for me because I think we'll just have to kind of slug it through. I mean, and I could do it. Just Christmas is coming. There's like a, there's like a ticking time bomb. Uh, <laughs> well, anyway, that's my concern right now. Yeah, Teresa's pretty good though. She's, she just cracks me up. She's hilarious. 
Yeah, she's getting up. I'm not sure if I mentioned before, but she's been calling me by my first name, Joe. I'm just like, Joe? Joe? It's totally random, man, which just makes me think of uh, To Kill a Mockingbird, where uh, the little girl there calls her dad Atticus. So I'm just like, I don't want that per se. So it is kind of cute. I'm just, she's just calling me Joe. I turn around, it's a little person talking to me, but I'm dad! <laughs> it's, it's funny right now. It's really cute right now. Of course, we don't want it. This no, to keep on going later, kinda, but it is it is kind of funny though. She yeah, she's just learning about life. She's repeating stuff that we're saying. It's it's so so we watch fails on YouTube sometimes, and she just starts fake laughing oh, yeah, because that's, like that's she's seen thing. us yeah she's seen us laugh at those things, so she just starts fake laughing and <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so funny. Yeah, it's interesting to see how how kids even even at such a young age can already be pretty influenced by the things around them the things we do the things we say and i think even for me i yeah just being a lot more cognizant of that because yeah it's it's it it amazes me and you can think about it you know in our world today where there's so much confusion manipulation why the emphasis is always on kids and you know and they start doing it at such a young age because she's a sponge yeah there's their sponges they watch and see everything you do right so that's where even for us you know making sure we pray together you know hopefully she'll learn to imitate the good stuff we do but at the same time too if we do something you know stooge on our part and she's doing it's like wow we have to be very careful and it happened already um i was i I was have i was dealing with a lot of stuff at the same time and then monica started screaming for no reason and i i lost my patience that was really bad of me but i started screaming monica stop crying stop crying and then a few days later Monica started crying, and I told Teresa, oh, Teresa, go see Monica. Go give her a kiss. And then she goes to see Monica, and she says, Monica, stop crying. Stop crying. And I'm like, I have to be really careful because if we, I don't know, if I spank her or something, is she going to spank her sister? Like, all these things you have to be really careful about. Yeah, yeah. So So that that is, um, yeah, being a parent is tough in that case. You, You, being a parent or being any, like a, even just a good Catholic in any case, you just, you have to be always mindful of who's looking at you. And it's kind of, you can, yeah. you, you have to always kind of be on your be- best behavior, not in a, in a superficial way, but in a really deep and profound way, act like truly, but little kids pick it up, adults pick it up. Right. I mean, so this is where you always kind of have to live, you know, you know, live the, the gospel life at all times. Right. And kind of makes me think of, um, St. Francis de Sales and, um, is it sales? Saint Francois de Sales in yeah. French, but you Saint Francis of Sales. I'm a in English. I'm Canadian. The sales, salesman. Um, yeah, just this whole thing. Like, uh, there's this story about how a bishop, a friend bishop of his, was observing him like secretly. So this bishop was sneaky. He was looking at Saint Francis de Sales through like a like I guess his keyhole. And the thing is, he really just wanted to observe whether he was like you know living this kind of you know good holy conduct when no one was looking. And lo and behold, he was. So, so it, that to That's me, key, yeah. that to me is like we really have to live like that. Not only for the people around us, but you know, as we're learning for our kids too, right? So it's uh, you gotta live it out, right? But to do that, you gotta be holy through and through. And and that means I'm, that for us, it meant eliminating every little thing that could be bad. Yeah. For us, so like in in music or in in TV shows that we watch or in movies, we always look if there's a little bit of nudity or a lot of violence or a lot of swearing. Like we that, just don't bother with it. Yeah, like it's 
I, I think that's an area, yeah, we do see quite a bit where people kind of flirt around too much with that. But I don't like, yeah, lately, especially in the last few years, it's kind of this deliberate effort to like, okay, if the music has like, some people might see that as extreme, but it's just even for us, yeah. just kind of trying to live it out just so that we can be like, you know, our kids look up to us and see us living like that. Um, just limiting songs that just have swear words, uh, movies. Again, if there's ex- like some, you know, even like a, like one bad scene, just we're not going to watch it. There's no point. That's we'll right. watch another movie. We're not really missing out. You know, the fact, yeah, yeah, we're not really interested ever watching Game of Thrones. We don't really care. Like, and, it's, and, and I guess there's nothing maybe... Some could argue that there's nothing intrinsically wrong with watching Game of Thrones and skipping through the, the bad scenes. And, and that is true, but I think it's... It's in the long run. What are you doing to your soul? You know, yeah. like the, subconsciously it, that you don't know about. It's these little things, right? Yeah. And I guess it's always mind. Like one one question we always ask ourselves: Okay, would we be comfortable doing these things if Jesus or Mary were around? Right, like right in our presence. And that kind of really puts it. Well, you no, know, I maybe. Well, so that's again. Whether we're being, or with our parents, <laughs> would you watch Would you yeah, watch Game of Thrones with your mom? No, no definitely. <laughs> That's a good one too. Um, it's a bit more practical. <laughs> so I mean, let's we'll kind of maybe transition now. So that's a little bit of you know where we're at. The kids, we're getting through it. It's tough goings, but I think you know Christmas Learning. is coming. Yeah. Um, house stuff. So you know, just an update for folks. So we are again. We've there's a con- we're waiting for the conditional offer for the house to kind of go through. The last step um, is tomorrow. There's going to be a home inspection done. So that was sort of the last part of the conditional offer. So. Yeah, we're a bit on our toes a little bit there. I'm it's, worried. It's um, that's a big uncertainty. Um, oh, we, we didn't, we didn't have an inspection when we bought the house. Yeah, that was we, a very stupid move. I, yeah, I. But it was okay. It was very, very different circumstances. We were living in Houston at the time, Houston, Texas. It was a lot of like flying back and forth. It was really hard to get this house to start with. Yeah. And then you know when we got a chance to just like snatch it we we totally did we took it yeah we weren't um yeah sometimes sometimes i think maybe the lord like blinded us in a sense because if you if you think in in a good way because if he didn't do that we probably wouldn't have bought the house and i i think a lot of good has come from it but we probably did fail again it was our first home um yeah no excuse really we could have asked the right people everyone just kind of like you didn't do it um no we didn't um, now we'll always do it. Sometimes you have to learn by failing, but uh, for sure, yeah. And that, but that's the reason why I'm concerned because yeah, after tomorrow. we bought this house, we've been in this house for about two years, and a lot of stuff had like randomly come up, like our pipes. But one day they, um, they 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 were clogged, so we call in the plumber, and he's like, "Oh, this whole piping thing is just horrible." I'm like, "Oh, okay." It's a few things there in there, so I'm really worried that they're gonna come back with. You know, saying that there's fifty thousand dollars worth of changes that we need to do. Yeah, we really don't know. Where it's uh, it's a big, big uncertainty, and for us, that is really going to be a key indication whether we'll we'll sell. Now, there is there was another offer that was sort of thrown at us as well, uh, a bit lower than what we what what the other person right now is asking. But it sounds like they would kind of buy it as is. But the thing is with that is it's lower. It just it just makes the the whole Rome endeavor more challenging, not impossible, but it just it's getting to the point where it's like, yeah, we're kind of pushing in a little bit. So yeah. we what the, what this person offered us now, we believe is is good. Could uh, work. Yeah. It could work. We can make it work. Um, we have you know the connections maybe in Rome to kind of get things going to help us out. So there's hope for these things to work out, but it can't. 
it can get too low where it's just like yeah um you know you know we have just like ten thousand dollars for ours we're not going to do that again this, right. this whole discernment process and we'll, we'll touch about that in the second half of the podcast yeah it has to make sense and you know we've done all the checks and balances but this is like uh this is a big one for us right now tomorrow so we're i'm i'm pretty anxious like for my like i know like for myself there's this kind of like selfishly like and this is where i this is where we always have to have no attachment to any kind of thing an expectation a dream kind of you have to be very very careful because you're getting attached to this room idea i am no i am no no 100 there's this i see this as this kind of we all we have to be so careful but i i know this is kind of a thing for me where you kind of get attached by this new exciting adventure kind of thing and you might start to, you know, think, okay, yeah, this is God. Oh, okay, there's a sign. You know, oh, I saw this video about Rome. It's a sign. But yeah, you have to, you gotta be careful. And I just, yeah. I don't wanna, don't wanna get too attached. But I have to say, like, that's kind of like weighing. It's kind of tearing me a little bit in a sense because tomorrow is sort of a, a big day. If it goes uh, goes well, you know, that's great. But if it goes bad, yeah, we have to. We really have to kind of rethink everything. So that's right. Joe's been chomping on the bit forever. He's like, okay. Can we get moving? Can we start? And I was like, well, hold on. We need to sell the house. And for that, we need to go through the inspections. Like, all all in due time. But All in due time. But yeah, I'm just getting a bit excited I'm sure, yeah, about I'm, this whole idea. I'm sure for you, it's really just... It's just, totally just different. The whole, the, you're not... The whole, the, you're I'm not, not excited. <laughs> no, it's not you're true. Not, you're not... Well, yes and no. You're, yes you're, and no. You're excited when you're well-rested. That's right. Whenever I have a good night, which happened two days ago or something like that, I started like Googling Rome and I was really excited. It's like, okay, I need to think about what shoes I'm going to bring. You know, silly things I think of. But just, yeah, when, I, when I'm just tired, I'm like, this is too much. I can't deal with all of that. I, I have this idea where I'm, I am going to be happy in like a year, but the next year is just going to be horrible. All this moving, all this traveling, traveling with the girls, dealing with all of that. Yeah, I'm not excited too much. I, it depends. Right now, I'm not. Yeah. I just, I just, I guess I just wanted to I guess, be over with. Yeah, I guess for me, the analogy, I think if it's like, I'm a car like revving up like in neutral, I just want to go to drive, I just want to just, <laughs> but I'm kind of like stuck there, right? And that's so fresh. So for me, it's just, yeah. I just want to get out of the gates and just start going. But bearing in mind, we know we have to kind of accept whatever well, the Lord's will is. and The way I see it, and I'm going to talk about that a bit more, but uh, the way I see it is that if it's God's will, we just go, you know, full steam ahead we, we we sell the house we just we just go ahead if it's god's will now the question is is it god's will and that's and that's that's the big part of the question yeah. um so i guess this it, yeah it's right now it's all about discerning if it's his will and then um so it all the depends ne- on the house yeah so. so in the next half we'll uh, we'll touch more about discernment and just talk about a few books we're reading hang tight now listen to the Maybe it come from me And I can sing like Polly I think it's plain to see Some people say that the great Hey folks, welcome back. Um, yeah, for the second half, we're going to just talk a little bit about, you know, firstly about some, some books we're reading. We thought we'd share a little bit of what, you know, me and, me and my wife, we're pretty, uh, pretty big readers. Um, Temperament-wise, that's something we do naturally. Um, so I thought we kind of share what's what we're reading. If you're interested, you know, we'll kind of give you the references, and uh, you can take a look. But uh, 
So Geneviève, what are you well, reading? To start with, just like generally in life, before I became very serious about my faith, I, I really like classics, like, cla- like fiction classics. But um, after when I after I married Joe and he started like pushing me to read more spiritual stuff, I guess it was really hard for me to find something that really spoke to me because. Uh, at first, I was kind of like following on in your footsteps, and you're reading a lot of like the old saints, and for example, Saint John of the Cross. And then you'd be so excited, and you'd tell me about some wonderful quotes about detachment of earthly things, and that would just discourage me so much. I'm like, well, that's it. I'm not going into heaven. So, it, it, for me, it was all about finding what worked for me. So I find that, for example, very like books that are very simple and explain the faith very simply, like maybe Catholic Answers books. Um, I like those because it gives me a good foundation, how to explain things, and it appeals to my maybe more, I don't know, like simple understanding of things. And But what about saints, right? Um, we're big on saints and we like to follow their example. And Joe's saints just weren't doing it for me. They were just not at the level I'm at right now. They're just maybe too advanced, and it was more well, it, it was more discouraging than it was encouraging for me. Not necessarily advanced or anything, but it's just yeah, it just I we've as we've learned over time, certain saints, the way they write, the way they speak, will appeal to again. This probably ties back heavily to temperaments. Will appeal to people in different ways. So I think yeah, as a, yeah, in the beginning for sure, I was throwing kind of Saint Alphonse the Gory and all this stuff at her, but. Yeah, it was. It wasn't really hitting the mark. So that, yeah, that took it didn't a li- move me. That took a little bit of learning to figure out like why that is, and I think from that we've been able to kind of, you know, Jumbi has been able to find that little niche of things she's interested in reading. That's right. So, yeah. for example, like saint-wise, I love Saint Pope John the Twenty-Third because, according to my research, I don't know if that's accurate or not, but I could kind of see it in his writing. He was um, like what, a sanguine phlegmatic. What's the name of the book? Uh, Journal of a Soul. Uh, so it's basically his journal uh, through his seminary years, and I, I, I'm not really far yet. I'm still in seminary, but and I, I find it really interesting to see that even like a, a saint, he's in heaven right now. He's interceding for me. He struggled with the same things I struggle with, and I did not see that in um, other saints necessarily. Yeah. Um, but just struggling with you know concentration during prayer, he. he he, um, he would have a resolution at the end of the day. It's like, okay, tomorrow I will be concentrating during rosary. And then the following day, he's like, oh, I failed. Uh, but it's okay. Tomorrow, it's a new day. We'll start over. And that was really encouraging for me. It's like, I will fail because I'm phlegmatic, because I'm lazy, because I'm not motivated. I will fail. But that doesn't mean that I need to wallow in it. I just need to pick myself up and start, start over the following day. Or San Jose Maria Escriva, the founder of Opus Dei. He's very pragmatic, very down-to-earth. It's um, little tidbits of uh, wisdom that I can read a little bit at a time. And it's um, it's very encouraging for me. But right now, what I'm reading... So I was looking at something a bit more spiritual about how to get closer to Jesus and how to pray uh, better because I really struggle with prayer. Um, so my friend, she suggested I read this book. I'm reading it in English. It's called He and I, but it's actually um, French originally. So Lui et Moi uh, from Gabrielle Bossy. So she was a French woman. And um, I think she was sanguine. Now, it doesn't really say anything about that, but just from her 
her life and what she did and the way she handles things, I, I have a feeling she was a sanguine. So she's a bit more people focused. Um, and I, this book is, um, she, she wrote down the conversations she had with Jesus and I find it really, um, inspiring. And there's little pearls of wisdom here and there for me. I I'm reading it and, and what Jesus is telling her, I feel like he's telling me at the same time. So as an example, a little quote here, I was reading it not too long ago and I was, I was getting really anxious about this whole Rome thing and, oh, should we do it or not? And he said, don't you grasp the fact that if you love me and believe in my love, you surrender your whole self into my hands like a little child who doesn't even ask, where are you taking me? But sets off joyously hand in hand with his mother. Isn't that so true? Teresa never says, where are we going? It's just, yay, toe to toe, we're going on a car that's, ride. That's true. So I, that, that appealed to me. I, I like analogies and and, and stuff like that it helps me understand and then he kept on going that's Jesus keep going blindly take delight in knowing nothing about the future for the sole purpose of seizing an opportunity of abandoning it to me that just hit me right in the feels because I'm all about oh but we need to make sure we have exactly the right amount of money and we need to have a job lined up and we need to have an apartment lined up and it's He just told me at this point, I felt like he was speaking to me. It's like, if it's my will, I will take care of you. Yeah. And that has been true in our life. And just go ahead, full steam, do do it. I will take care of it. But then I guess it goes back to, is it his will? Which we're still kind of discerning and waiting for a def definite answer. But, but well, yeah, we're still proceeding kind of with, with that. It's... Um Well, the whole thing with discernment, we'll touch on that later. Again, it's people. Um, anyways, let's 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 focus on that after. I'll kind of just wrap up because yeah, you can talk about discernment forever. Yeah, just to <laughs> share with. Um, so thanks, Shumbia, for that. Yeah, it's uh, again, if that's something that speaks to you, the book is He and I by Gabriel, Gabriel Bossi. Bossi. Lui et moi in French. And I think it's translated. My mom has that in Polish. Yeah. It's like it's a very well-known book. So she's not a saint. I don't know if her cause is open or not, but. Uh... It, 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 it's I, I didn't find anything sketchy with it. It's pretty. It's pretty good. But if you want again, if you want again, just more books around the uh, yeah, like this idea of Jesus speaking to an individual. Some people really like that. I think that's very similar in uh, Imitation of Christ by Thomas A. Kempis and um, Saint Catherine of Siena. Also in the uh, dialogue, um, same thing. Yeah, it's. I, I agree. I like the idea. And those are maybe a bit sort of old English written kind of stuff, obviously translated in, in sort of more formal English. But yeah, there's something about Jesus or, you know, speaking directly to a person. You get to read that. It's just like, it really hits you. So I guess he and I is something similar to that as well. So that those pique your interest, take a look at those. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to touch too much on the, on the book that I'm reading too, too much. But uh, it's, so I've been, I've been uh, really diving into um thomas aquinas on you know going through this summa just really again that that's it's kind of boring for most people but that's sort of where my uh boring. <laughs> kidding. it's uh that's sort of where where my interest is. i'm a very uh technical heavy detail i love to know like super depth and again i'm not picking up everything that i would like from say summa just because uh you know i'm hoping with time i'll learn the language of philosophy and stuff like that but again it's just very interesting so many things like it's just you can just For me, it's just like it's just an endless pot of things to learn, and I'm weird like that. That excites me anyway. So just there's always something. But you're not to, weird. You're just special. very intellectual and very uh, whatever whatever the word is. But I'm <laughs> yeah. So I'm a nerd for that kind of stuff. Um, right now, I'm kind of going through 
It's a book called Grace. And again, this is just a commentary on a section on the Summa uh, Theologica. And uh, y'all, it's so big. It's like it's like a brick. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's a very popular uh, Dominican uh, Reverend Reginald Garagru Lagrange, OP. Uh, he was a teacher of uh, St. John Paul II at the Angelicum. Um, so yeah, very well-known author. Uh, again, why reading Grace? I mean, for those for those people, like okay, well, to to dedicate a whole book to Grace seems a little bit redundant. But to be honest, a lot of the heresies that we see that kind of have spread even from you know the early church, you know, from Pelagianism to the Protestant Revolution, all these things. A heavy part of that is sort of the understanding of grace, and you know this this ties into predestination. You know, again, as I mentioned, Pelagianism, you know, you know, we ha- we have the will to be able to do God's will. And we just have to kind of, you know, pick up, pick ourselves by our bootstraps, you know. And uh, and then we have sort of the Thomistic view, sort of this electism kind of view as well. Very interesting. Very, um, again, it really, for me, it just really helps me to see and understand sort of the, the subtle, subtle confusion that we see. Um, again, it just, it helps me to understand and gives me a better sense of the symptoms of sort of the confusion disease. So I'm very nitpicky about those things. I love to know that. Uh, whereas probably for Jimmy, that's like, yeah, I don't necessarily want I to know care. that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I, for those of you who are kind of very interested in kind of that sort of deep dive, very deep discussions on, I mean, yeah, try Suma. Again, you have, you have to kind of really see it to see if it's your cup of tea. He writes very clearly. It's just his language you just have to get used to. But very, like compared to sort of, you know any modern philosopher, you know Thomas Aquinas hands down, fantastic. And Garrett, Father Garrett Lagrange is just he's just again just doing commentaries on that. So I've been really appreciating that. So yeah. do you want to say a little bit about Dis- our discernment? discernment? Yeah. So I mean, yeah, we're just talking about Father Garrett. So Rome Angelicum, you know, that's very apropos to kind of what we're you know the, the whole discernment. Yeah. Um, there's been a lot of questions to me, to my wife, and just, you know, asking me, is your husband crazy? All these things. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Not always. Sometimes. Most of the time. <laughs> um, why Rome? Why not, you know, somewhere in Canada, where we live in Canada, right? Why not just study in Canada? Why not go to the States? Yeah, there's very practical questions, you know, and we're getting, well, what, what will you eat when you finish? Where will you live when you finish? What job will you have, you know, seven years from now? Of course, very practical questions. I mean, I have a family now. Um, two kids and a wife. Uh, you know, I've asked him all these questions actually. Yeah, for the last forever, and everyone's yes. been asking me these questions because it just seems like and kind of just like a potentially a reckless thing. Is it just a little a little boy dreaming kind of thing to do something grand and exciting? Um, maybe I don't think so. I think it's a little bit more deeper than that. But uh, I mean, just just a high level, like why Rome? I mean, that's the. I mean, just even my background for a, for a second. So again, I'm Polish. I have a European citizenship, so I could study, live, work anywhere within the EU as a as a Polish citizen. And then me being his wife and the girls uh, being their daughters, we have a visa instantly. Yeah, just so they, it's um from a from a from a thing like, well, can you do it? Yeah, we can. So I mean, it's all it's Rome. Just it can work out compared to somewhere like the states. Why not the states? I mean, states is just so expensive. Yes. Like again. Francis, you know, Steubenville, I mean, well, well-known university, of course, like, I mean, just like, yeah, why wouldn't you go to Steubenville? And, uh, I mean, I have various reasons that, like, yeah, Steubenville versus Rome, eh, yeah, but I think a big factor in all this, again, because I'd be self-funding this, 
uh, is yeah the price. It's, I don't know what twenty five thirty thousand a year. All our tuition. money would go into tuition, and then we'd have no money left for lodging and food, and yeah, to live. tuition at the Angelicum for a year. For folks that don't know, this is tuition for the whole year. Is about what twenty five hundred three thousand CAD. Okay, not so even. I think it's like fifteen euros, fifty to hundred euros. I'm even overinflating it. Yeah, I'm it's also, really low. It's it's ridiculously it's low, and so just being have, having the privilege of being able to study there. A well well known university. It's a pontifical university, so I'm I'm also looking to get that specific pontifical degree versus a standard sort of uh, you know a PhD or something. And in, in uh, down the pontifical route, it's called a, I hate the acronym. It's called an STD, <laughs> Sacred Theologia Doctorate. I'm probably butchering it, but it's it's that's sort of the, the nomenclature there. But yeah, and and I, I talked to a few priests about sort of education in Canada and the bottom line is it's it's no good really in terms of anything I'm around sure it. it's okay but like compared to what you get you would get at a compared Roman... to and arguably same price yeah, yeah. It, it's so I mean yeah the, all all these things included you know Rome to me is this thing now arguably it's kind of well well if it's the same price in Canada why don't you stay in Canada there's um yeah, there's a part of there's a there's this again this whole discernment. There's this mysterious thing that's kind of drawing me to Rome. I don't know. I just I feel feel drawn to there. I feel drawn to see, you know, the Pope be around there. Just get a sense of the climate. I just I need to be there. I don't know. It's like a you know because Rome is home. Rome is home. All roads lead to Rome. You know. I just I don't know. It's and that's the part I think most people are probably uncomfortable with. It's like well, why? Again, it's just like, why does God will anything? Or like, it's, right. it's, it's, why do this? It sounds crazy. I know it I does. I was asking the same thing. I was like, this is just crazy. It does not make sense. It just doesn't make sense. Why Rome? Go anywhere. But why Rome? That was always my question. That was always, uh, everyone yeah. basically said, yeah, go, you can go. Just not Rome. It's like, why? Okay. <laughs> Joe even told me once, are you putting limits on the will of God? It's like, you can do anything you want. Just not Rome. So, yeah, I, it's, it's, it's part you know, it's part kind of what I'm drawn to. Again, the reason why I want to even study this, I'm very drawn to this. Why Rome? It just it feels like the Lord is calling us there. And I, I think in, in subsequent episodes, we're going to unravel that further because there's so much to this whole discernment. You know, what? how did we discern it? What did we pray? You know, where were the, the key signs? And we touched a little bit about it. But, you know, what we're hoping for in the subsequent episodes, give you a little bit taste of that. And uh, yeah, we just want to thank you all for tuning in uh, this week. And uh, please, please join us next week on uh, Rome is Home. Yeah.